This is She Said, He Said, hosted by Sin Wright and F. Christopher Blue. Where she talks, he talks. She listens, he listens. And their points and perspectives are shared with others, as well as others contribute to the conversation as well. She Said, He Said. A series available on a More Than Therapy podcast. It has been well over two years since the last recording of He Said, She Said, featuring great hosts such as Oda Foley, Mercedes, and Felipe Christopher. We had amazing guests from the celebratory to the poetic, to the electronic, to the electric, to the ones that are more serious and more focused. A hiccup called the pandemic took us off our task And then people transition to different places in their lives in which they could not normally commit. But now, Mercedes, better known as Sin, and F. Christopher, better known as Kai, so say, have come back again to bring you She Said, He Said, because we are in a mentality that ladies come first. Watch out now. (laughs) Glad to be back. Show. It's been a long, long time. I still look at the old videos, man. We we was doing the damn thing, and now we're gonna have to rev back up and do the damn thing. This is a soft intro back into our regular routine, so this ain't gonna be the electric show probably that we used to have. But we're gonna get there. We just building back up, figuring out some kinks on how to do it in this new world. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this was probably one of my favorite segments of the Urban Breakdown, as we have quite a few of them. Um, and when we had to kind of lose touch with it, it kind of broke my heart. But 360, I guess, is kind of like the original baby. So um, I was glad that we still had that. But tonight, we're going to enter into the topic of dating in this current age and generation. Um, I'm going to start with a few statistics here. And I'm actually going to jump over the dating hurdles straight to marriage for a reason. I'm going to mention that first. Um, in the United States over the past five years, statistically, divorce rates actually have declined. They went down about a good 7%, but marriage rates have only increased about 5%. And, and again, the reason I mentioned that first is because before you get to the point of marriage, which is the ultimate goal, you have to date. So if marriage itself is barely increasing, what's happening to the entire courtship prior to engagement to marriage? way before divorce is ever thought about. But this is what we're going to talk about his sex. Um, and pretty much at this point, millennials, Gen Z, whatever, we are all of age in this dating generation, for the most part. Most of us are. Um, a few are teenagers, and I'm pretty sure a few of us started out dating as teenagers. And that puppy love phase is something that you'll never feel again. It like Once you reach adulthood, that phase of love is painful and exhilarating at the same time. You'll never really get to experience that again unless you find the absolute most perfect version of a partner that there is. But so, uh, just getting into it tonight, Blue, I'm going to actually ask you from a male perspective first. Um, sure. What is your take at 
your age group and dating right now in 2021 or at least in the past five years in the past five years, you know what I'm saying? You know, just based on the work that I do, it was just kind of hard to date, you know, especially as you get older, you know what I'm saying? The things that you would normally do to connect with people aren't as readily viable for you. I mean, going to a club, I just feel kind of awkward, you know, pulling out an ID card with my that says my birth date on it, going into a club, especially if I'm going there with a 20-year-old or 20-something-year-old, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and I don't even have no interest in that, you know what I'm saying? Even though I'm a DJ, I don't necessarily like going to clubs and hearing current mixes or DJ mixes in that type of environment. And, you know, we got the social media apps, the um, the POFs and the, the Bumbles and all that stuff. I mean, even with that, I find that five, even over the five, last five however many years, I might have been using such an app or I might have used it on occasion or once or twice or whatever. It didn't really manifest what I would want it to manifest. Yeah, quick booty call, sex or whatever, but it didn't give me, you know, ultimately what I wanted, you know, a continuous relationship a monogamous type relationship because they're looking for the same thing you're looking out. Nobody's on those apps looking for you know, a long-term love. They're looking for, I don't know, quick-term love, short-term love, you know, with no defining measures in which they want to go to that next level or whatever. Right. I've also noticed that, like, relationships in general, most people put their business out on social media quite often nowadays. Mm-hmm. Relationships in general just don't last that long anymore. They're like popcorn relationships. You're looking at three to six months at best. And that's not even venturing in the direction of an engagement or anything. We're just talking about that deadly phase that you damn near cannot get out of nowadays, and it's called the talking phase. It's almost like a never-ending, it's a rabbit hole. And people nowadays, seemingly, it seems that they are afraid of commitment. Um, They don't want to take themselves off the market due to um, a term that I learned uh, while trading, FOMO, fear of missing out, um, and things of that nature. So it puts them in a predicament whether they keep dating as a single person or get into a committed relationship and I don't think many people are choosing the latter nowadays um it's almost I'd much rather be alone until I don't want to be alone so I'll fill a void and because it's just temporary I can cut it off and refill that void again when it's absolutely unbearable so that's just how I see it and just from personal experience dating and things like that it is tough um ghosting is a bad problem nowadays people what does that mean I, that's the one phrase i don't really understand that well ghosting is where you begin i guess whether it be the talking phase or introductory phase of a relationship and they just kind of just go disappear like literally disappear off the face of the planet whether it be from social media from texting you no longer responding that's the that's a big issue also the emotional disconnect like they're emotionally unavailable for you at that time. A lot of people um, nowadays also aren't willing to take the chance of a relationship and progressing towards success in their lives simultaneously. It pretty much doesn't exist. It almost doesn't exist. Um, they're just not willing to. They have, they have to have all their ducks in a row. Really in a society where it's damn near impossible to have all your ducks in a row for reasons that we don't have to talk about today of course but 
the, the economy, everything else, jobs, pandemic, everything else is putting everybody in irregularities. And since that's a standing excuse, I need to get my shit together before I get into a relationship. They're able to kind of string that along, sort of, in my opinion. Um, what else? So ghosting, emotionally unavailable, um, prior relationship issues, baby mama, baby daddy drama. Mm-hmm. That is definitely a problem. Um, myself, lately, over the past about year and a half, I, every single man I've met does not have a child. And that, that's not a bad thing to me. I'm okay with that. Um, however, I do have kids. So that's kind of something that, like, how do, like, and that's another thing we run into as parents, trying to present ourselves to someone that you may find interesting, then you realize down the road that it's not so interesting because you have nothing in common. Whether it be kids, career choice, um, time of day availability, there are so many things that can take you in a different direction in a relationship once you actually sit down to get to know the person. Let me ask you this. Yes. These guys that don't that, that don't have any children, I just find that amazing and very remarkable. Like, what's the age range usually? Um, I don't mind going a little bit younger. So, 27 to 45. That is amazing. Imagine being 45 and not having a kid yet. I have definitely met. See, when I find it, when I run into people like that, I, I start judging. You know what I'm saying? I start having a predetermination of where their life was. They either spent a remarkable time behind them walls, you know, prison or jail or whatever, or they was experiencing some other um, lifestyle choices before they decided to, you know, Settle down with a woman, you did. Well, I will say, um, I have a particular type that I, that kind of gravitate towards me, and none of these men have been in jail at all. They're not that type. They're working, hardworking men. Um, but after sitting down and getting to know quite a few of them, there's well, this I'm going to use the older guy. I'm going to use the 45 year old since that you know, it's kind of like the, the higher end or the older age on the spectrum. Um, he didn't have any problems. He actually could get women pregnant. And in his 20s and 30s, he paid for a lot of abortions. He didn't want no kids at that time. So, now that he's older, he wants kids and he's thinking back on everything that he did throughout his 20s and early 30s. Right, he's thinking about he's all those 45. kids he murdered. Yeah, I understand. All those kids he murdered. Yeah, I understand. I understand. Yeah. It's a bad so I, You know what? I, I'm not, we'll talk about abortion on politics and we need to talk about that anyway uh, because of that most recent bill passed um, in South Carolina. But we'll talk about that on politics. But um, yeah, so that was that was the story of one of them. So, I mean, I don't judge anybody if they don't have children. That's not something that I can judge by because somebody could judge me for having five. Uh, that people don't give a damn that I was married before. It's just the fact that I have five children. And that within itself with no explanation is kind of let me let me re-explain it. So there was like I always see like these running jokes about women with five kids. And I don't know if it's like a magic number or that number that's just too damn many kids to society. And for me it makes me feel kind of self-conscious. Even though my kids are older, um, I got teenagers and the old the baby is she's eight, so it's not I don't have any babies anymore. Um, 
And that makes me apprehensive when they choose to tell someone that I have children. Now, I have never in my life not told anyone, but on the flip side of it, even after telling, even if the person accepts, we also have to worry about as mothers and parents, predators and all sorts kind of stuff. So there's so much that comes with dating aside from just presenting myself to a man with no kids and having five kids. That's, that's another uh, hurdle within itself. So, but no, I'm not going to judge a male or female who doesn't have kids at all in any way, form or fashion on my end. I just can't do it. So, I, that's just a Oh, respond to your statement a minute ago. But um yeah, you are uh... anyway, so um what was I saying before you said that blue? Oh my god. What did I say? You said when people get to a certain age and don't have kids, you start judging. Oh and yeah, I, I do. Yeah, that, that just threw me off. Cause I I've I've been on the path of uh, we have a hand raised in the group. I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, B. Um, I was just kind of gonna gonna chime in because I almost like stepping all the way on my toes right now. Um, I'm actually involved with someone who is 45 who has no kids, and we've been talking for a year as of last month. And you said mm-hmm. it's being stuck in the talking phase, so mm-hmm. that's one we're in. And when, of course, for me, the red flag was okay. You know, you're 45, no kids. You have a mm-hmm. business. You're a great guy. You know what's up. So he was like, oh, basically, I just did what I wanted all my life. So he was he was basically a player. He never He's never really been in a real relationship. I'm 33, you're 45, and we're, you know, we're going through, like, the stages, like, trust and calling me and checking in and, and you know, courting. Like, we're going, we're acting as if we're, like, 20. Like, just yeah. starting. So I have to show a lot of patience. And now, um, about, I would say about three months ago, I got, like, really agitated. I'm like, okay, we're about to hit a year mark. You know, you're not going to waste my time. Um, so I started getting, like, standoffish. And he was like, you know, you know, well, you know, I've been working and I've been, you know, trying to make this thing work. Um, I just hope you're not giving up on me. And I sat back and I thought about it. I'm like, wow, you know, from the days that we started talking to now, you really have grown. And it's, it's for real and it's genuine, but it's still like, how long do you wait? <laughs> right. So I, that's kind of where I am right now. So I don't know really where the conversation is going because that could be, you know, still talking about judging people and their children or being in the talking phase of a relationship and not knowing how to get out of it. Because I do see him as someone that I could be with forever. And I have three children and I also have two cousins that I take care of. So when we first came in a relationship, he was like, oh, like the, like the third date, he was like, uh, he was like, can you still have children? He was like, I want two more. So now it's like that he's been around me. It's like, you know, we have enough. But I'm thinking, and I actually haven't addressed this because I'm kind of scared of the answer. But uh, I'm like, well, you know, are you afraid? Because I'm going to have my autistic cousin forever. Are you right. not going to have responsibility? So it's kind of, I don't know. I'm like, this, this whole conversation kind of is my life right now. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, let's, let's venture back towards the um, damn near impossible. You can, damn near can't escape the talking phase now. Um, I'm all about giving someone a chance that, too, 
is within the control of my time as well. And by that I mean, if we're gonna be stuck in this talking phase forever, for whatever security you have, the ability to tell me you ain't in a relationship, you can do whatever you wanna do, whatever it may be, that's fine. Please continue on that path. I don't wanna deter you. But what I'm not gonna do is sit here and allow you to waste my time. So I had a situation um, back in like 2019 where I was dealing with somebody for an extended period of time. And when it was time to sit down and talk about it, it was, it, it, there was nothing. It was, it was almost like an empty conversation. So, okay, well, first of all, I'm not even the type of person to ask, what are we doing? But after about a year, you want to know something. Like, because baby, I have options. I'm not sitting here wasting my time for no reason. But if we don't belong together or you don't want to be with me, that's where I prioritize my time. And I also value the hell out of my time. And I walk away from some shit when I feel like it's going nowhere. So this is just still in that window of what we're talking about. We, my suggestion to you is if you feel like you're wasting your time and it's not going to go anywhere and there's no commitment in the near future, my suggestion to you is to, I mean, you know, kind of fall back a little bit and see what happens. Um, sometimes when you fall back, it might make them, you know, lean forward. Who knows? But then in the end, it's really all up to a conversation that y'all need to have. Because mm-hmm. it's too many options out there. Wait. Right. And the other thing was, is um, it's kind of like when you were listing the, the categories of, you know, about relationships, one of the things that I've noticed and I've been stuck in is someone looking at all your good qualities and saying, oh, she has potential. So that's kind of like where I'm, I'm like, our relationship has so much potential to be great. So I don't know if I'm about to be that person because I was on the other end where someone looked at me and say, oh, you know, you have potential to be X, Y, Z. I was about to be married because someone thought I had so much potential to be someone who who I was not. He was like changing me. <laughs> so change you like yeah. actually you are in his mind trying to change you he was trying to change me as far as you know like I, I'm very social I have lots of friends I didn't realize I started losing my friends I started not being around my family um he was almost like looking down on me at one point like when I met him he wasn't going to church I introduced him to my church home and then he he started becoming like the holier than thou person oh don't watch love and hip-hop because you're letting you know listen to your life or you're hanging around those people you're going to be acting like those people which i'm i'm not saying that that's not possible because that is true you know you hang around people you do pick up qualities and habits from people but it was strange to where i was like sneaking watching you know certain tv shows um changing how i would how my talk or my conversation would be around him and things like that it was like crazy and I look back on it now, I'm like, wow, I cannot believe that's, that was not at all. And that seems, that, that sounds actually pretty uncomfortable. Um, yeah. I'm not saying, okay, I always say people don't change, but I'm not willing to change who I am at the best quality point of my existence to appease somebody else. So... If you don't like the fact that I watch love and hip hop and you assume that for some reason it's going to rub off on me as an adult and I'm going to start to carry myself a certain type of way, that's some other type of in- internal insecurity that he needs to deal with. I'm that, that's very awesome. judgmental and thinking, and that makes me think that you don't think I have a strong enough mind to deter myself 
from that type of change? What, what does that make? How do you look at me? How do you view me if that's your determination that a TV show is going to influence me in a negative way? That's the case. Is it me, that, that same rap music I grew up on should have had me being the hardest gangster in the whole East Coast, but I'm a therapist, so it, it's, it, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, and that's hard enough dealing with relationships nowadays, um, let alone getting into one where someone doesn't accept you for everything that you are. We all can improve some way somehow, right, but right, right. yeah, but, but you're not going to change who I am. Well, you know, love you for your core things. And if you got to hide, that's just, that's a, a telltale sign that that relationship ain't right for you. If you got to hide something as simple as watching a 60-minute show about, you know, I mean, I agree, the show is bullshit. But it's not, I'm not going to, you know, treat you a certain way because you watch it. You know what I mean? I might look at you sideways. You're like, oh, I'm so tired. Well, shit, if you wasn't watching Love and Hip Hop all night, you wouldn't be tired and shit. You know, I might say something slick like that because I'm from Compton. But, um, yeah. So we um we have a guest today, um, Eric. If you want to chime in at any point, you are more than welcome to. Okay, hey, how y'all doing? Hey, hey. Right, all right. Welcome to this club, Eric. How you doing? I'm doing all right, my man. Appreciate appreciate y'all for letting me join in on y'all conversation today. Oh, no problem. Glad to have you. It's nice to have fresh opinions because our little family, we kind of um kind of keep it all in, you know until we record or whatever so it's always nice to have the outside input um so i guess i'll go ahead and just ask you a question um how do you feel about dating just over the span of your life how it's changed let's just focus on like maybe the last five years of your life dating in current time Mm, it's become way more difficult um just because so much shit is accessible now like sex is more accessible getting to like for for women a lot of women around my age I'm 27 um they sad to say a lot of them are copping that that city girl kind of mentality Mm -hmm. like you you overlook character flaws what a man might can provide a lifestyle he can provide for you but you won't overlook a, like you they overlook guys who are striving to do better they may not be at their peak but you you can see the the progress in them you can you can see the ascending that you can see them ascending so right. it's it just one of those things it's just like it's it just become more difficult everything that's negative is glamorized now when it comes to false relationships like women feel like go through a lot of bullshit to be happy and a lot of us feel like if we take our girl through a lot of bullshit, she stick with us. She still felt like she in love, right. which, which is crazy as hell to me. Like I, I don't understand that that mindset. Yeah, you said a mouthful with that one. Um, another thing, also that seems to be glamorized in relationships nowadays is cheating. I don't yeah. know if you see how yeah they put it out there on the pedestal or they make jokes about it, like you know. I cheat back, hurt him, da 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 da, and vice versa, whatever. I just don't feel like that. I mean, the the pain of that definitely isn't something to you know boast about. But it's it's like this generation that's almost like see who can hurt the other gender the hardest. You know what I'm saying? In in relationships, 
when it's gotten to that point. Yeah, um, it's it just the the wrong stuff is too popular now when it comes to relationships. Like, and so many people want these social media relationships or mm-hmm. famous celebrity relationships. But the crazy thing about it, you never goes on behind. You never know what goes on in somebody else's home. Mm-hmm. And it, it's been so many relationships that we see. In that's that are in the public eye or even locally, like popular couples in your in the area, right? We see them on social media, but everybody in the city know what really going on with him and her. You know what I'm saying? Or they, they know he really ain't no good for her, or she really just using him, but she got a whole another dude. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, that whole cheating stuff. I don't know, but like, that's that's to me that's un. I can't bounce back from that mentally. Me personally, as a man, I, I don't think I can bounce back from cheating. How other people feel like, you know, it's the norm. You might have to go through it every now. Nah, I don't think I can bounce back from that. You mean bounce back from being cheated on? Yeah, being cheated on. Yeah. Okay. And it's just like the media has, has, has you know, you know when, we, when Brie was talking about how her, her guy... Like her watching Love and Hip Hop and stuff like that because I thought it influenced her mind and you know of course I countered that like that's not really possible per se but if you look at it if you look at the Cosby and the Hill and the it's a different world type time zone that breeded a certain caliber of person like you didn't really see what we see now because as media has changed the way relationships are um, determined and engineered seem to have changed as well like um, Eric said, you know, a, a lot of um, emulation of what they see in these videos or see in, these, in this media is influencing them. The city girls, I mean, that is a, quite enormous, especially for his generation, that type of mentality. If you a rich nigga, I'ma fuck you to you ain't one. I mean, just that type of mentality. Like, I'ma get what I need to get out of the situation and get gone, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a it's a used generation. Like my generation is a big used generation. Like, what can I? M- majority of us have the mindset of what can I get out of this individual for this time period in my life. Like people speak on like, yeah, we can be together forever, but how many of y'all really know what it takes? You know what I'm saying? Like. You gonna have bad moments, but when you have bad moments, what you do, how you react? Do you try to make it better or do you find comfort somewhere else? Uh, I don't know. I just, I just feel like it's a, it's built on a lot of just negativity now. I mean, it, it comes from a lot of things: TV, upbringing, everything. It's it's so many like hist- history, racism, like. The way our relationship is not, I can't speak on no other ethnicity, but my, the way our relationships are now, it's just like, it's been hit by so many factors that it's got to the point where it's exactly where it should be in a negative sense. Like, it's not being filtered through. Like, the bullshit is not being filtered through. We just feeding into it. Yeah, and I agree. Um, I, I definitely, I'm going to go back just a little bit. I've seen couples in relationships on social media that I know for a fact are going through when I say, oh, he got a baby on the way by somebody else, or she cheated and don't know who they, is she, is she pregnant right now? She don't know who her baby daddy is. 
they up there taking professional pictures and booking photo shoots, and they're they're on a total different end of what they put out to the public that their relationship is. And unfortunately, if you're at Max Friends with 5,000 friends on Facebook or Twitter or whatever your following may be, there's going to only really technically be a small percentage that know you personally, like mom and daddy, sister and brother, stuff like that. Everybody else is going to take your life for what it seems to be because that's what you paint the picture out to be. And I actually think that is disturbing. It really is. If you're going to put anything out, at least put out the truth. Um, that's why social media to me has turned into like mostly jokes and stuff because if people ain't lying on social media, they they just joking around because you don't know what's real and what's fake. Sorry, y'all. Um, yeah. My bad, y'all. I did my door. What's that noise? me so amazing. Oh my god. Y'all lit. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing. Um, but yeah, so relationships all around. Like I said, my opinion, dating is much harder. Um, I'm not really the type to do like the online dating thing. If I've found a handful of people interested in online, but most of the dating that I've done in my life. I've met them out in person or out somewhere. Um, I really didn't even entertain the idea of social media dating until I started to work from home. Because I wasn't going nowhere. I mean, I couldn't expect a man to come to my front door and ask me out. So I had to date somehow. So I entertained the few people that I did come across online. But like I said, I, I'm just kind of old school, you know. I'm kind of want to meet people in person to get like that first impression and I, that doesn't exist anymore nowadays but just just to pick up off of that like especially in my and especially now like social like sadly social media has become so so much of a comfort zone to pursue other people because now so many people lack proper respect and social skills in person that the the conversation is awkward in person. You can be a whole nother person on social media. You can you got time to say the right thing rather than in face to face. When you you know what I'm saying like face to face you gotta be on the money with everything you say. Social media you can read a message, take you a little bit of time to figure out what to say. So it's like it's sad that social media has become such an easy way to access, you know, to the other people, but it's almost like it's the norm now. Like, can you do, how often do you really meet somebody outside of social media now? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's amazing when you do. It's all, it's almost awkward at times. It's like, I know that person on social media, but I don't know them in real life. I, I don't know if I should say something or not. You know what I'm saying? This yeah. is real, you know what I'm saying? Definitely, yeah. I mean, social media does give us a voice that we normally probably wouldn't have. Um, Mercedes and I use an um, app called Clubhouse, and Clubhouse has a lot of opportunities regarding like expressing yourself in ways that you normally probably wouldn't express yourself, or meeting with people and networking with people that you normally wouldn't have access to. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure a lot of people are, you know, hooking up or connecting in ways in that way. 
And then like, you know, you said, Eric, you didn't, you know, you transition and you try to meet in person. Then it's like, yeah, it's not even fair, right? It's like, you know, you're you're this way online and then you're this way in person. You know what I'm saying? It's like a, it's a strange disconnect. We live in some very interesting times. It reminds me of a song by Billie Holiday in an offset kind of way called Strange Fruit. Look it up and you dig what I'm saying. Yeah, but that, that's exactly, man, why, especially for us men, because so many dudes are, I mean, I ain't gonna lie, they, they disrespectful with the approach. The in-person approach is you, like, don't, don't get me wrong, the DM shit be crazy from some of the shit I see people share, like, in person and from what some of my even sisters and homegirls have showed me. Dudes say anything. And the crazy thing about it is so many of them will really say that shit in person. So it's like, as a man who actually do know how to approach somebody respectable, their reaction, you the initial reaction usually is so negative, it just discourages you from even wanting to say something to the person or continuing to try to even have a conversation. I have gotten some very um, disrespectful stuff. Um, I don't know, over the years, I've gotten more into kind of the public view of things like you know filming um all my movies and modeling and acting and I kind of sort of promote myself a little bit on social media um I might post something in my stories I try not to post too much on my timeline but um and I have gotten some when I say some of the most disrespectful stuff um in, in my inbox on social media and and if that's their approach as far as I don't know, like, to date or if that's just an approach to outright have sex. That's the only thing that I can think of. I ignore 99.999% of what comes in my inbox. There's a theory. So if, anybody ever got a response, if anybody ever got a response out of me, it's like finding a yeah a diamond under your house. Or something. I don't know. It, it's rare. How many shots you send out like that? I don't know what the, the, the number is. Somebody gonna bite. And that's that's the, that's the theory they banking on. I'm going to DM my 100 girls the same message. One of them going to hit, and one of them will hit. That's the crazy thing is. Mm. But have such devalued themselves in such a way that some people will go for that. Well, shit, I need a little bit. I mean, I want my smoking a little bit and doing a little something. Shit, I need some dick in my life. Oh, and I, was like, I mean, so, you know. And then yeah. that emptiness might override them later. Man, I shouldn't have did that. Or, damn, I wish he didn't nut at me. What if he got me a STI or something? You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you on that 100%. Uh, go ahead. So I had a question. Uh, it's for the men and the women. Um, how, I guess for the men, though, starting out. Um, how do you all take a woman approaching you one to, you know, introduce themselves to you or out? I'll, I'll go ahead with it first. Uh, Chris, would that cool? Um... Me personally, I don't find a problem with it. But at that point, once we share, once I know she interested like me, I'm still gonna become the pursuer. Like I feel like that is the man's role. Like I hate to be so old school with it, but it is like we we really do get interest from our pursuit of a woman. So yeah, I don't mind a woman approaching me or making the initial contact because. Actually, that can make it a lot easier to have a, a normal, good first conversation. Uh, Cause that ain't a lot. Some of us we mess up. <laughs> a 
we, we stumble over words, especially if we nervous, like we really like are interested and you are like look good and everything, you might get a little a little nervous at that moment. Um but yeah, after after the initial contact, I become the pursuer. Yeah, I'm kind of on that Eric tip. Um, I mean, like I said, like you said, I, mean, I appreciate it. If you if you have an interest and you reach out, that's actually helping me out because nine times out of ten, I might not reach out because you know I'm basically an introvert with an extroverted with an extroverted spirit. So you know, if you can break that ice, break that wall, you know, once once we talk and once we get the conversation going, it's on and popping. But it's that initial icebreaker, that initial you know entry point that's the kind of difficult for me, especially regarding my role in life and how I navigate this world. So yeah, I would, that's hats off. I mean, in fact, you get extra props. It might get extra attention just yeah. based on that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's so crazy. Cause I'm like, if a woman say something to you now, it's like, like she, she, yeah, she like, she like, she see for real. Cause for us, it's different. Like, cause if women think niggas holler at anything walking with a pussy. So it's kind of like, if we say so, it's kind of like, oh, hey, he goes back, he about to pull the same shit, he pulled on the last 20 girls. But if a girl approach a dude, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, like, okay, bet, we definitely on the same page. Like, I don't know, it's just different. It just feel different. Well, as a woman, I have actually maybe found a man attractive, and if he pursues me, I'm not going to say I ignore him for a little while, but like, I'm the type of person, like, I'll get nervous to either respond a certain type of way. And then, of course, you know, the first part of talking to anybody, you got, there's, like, this list of redundant questions you got to go through. So I'll be, like, nervous, and I won't say anything, and then I'll wait a while, then I'll say something. Like, when I've, like, hunted up the nerve to say something. So we get nervous, too. Um, sometimes, it, of course, it'd be y'all pursuing first, and I guess when we kind of Shoot, I shot that. I don't know. It's kind of receipt. I don't know. But once we finally do, trust me, sometimes it's, it's, it's not right away for a reason. And I'm like, y'all smoother than men, though. Women, but women got a game, but like, if a woman, if a woman approach you, she might hit you with some shit, like, for real. Like, it's like, damn, okay, what's up? How you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the crazy. If a woman say something to you, she might hit you with some smooth shit. Thanks, thanks. She got, oh, she got game game. You're like, oh, let, uh, let me be on alert. And she, she got yeah. game, she got hoes. <laughs> hey, hey, man, women got game. I don't care what nobody say. If a woman approach you, she about to hit you with some shit, make you look at her like, damn, that's what's up. Yeah, what's your name? That's right. <laughs> I fucked it. Yeah, that's exactly how you be. You like, okay, yeah, I'm fucking with her. I like how she said that. Well, I'm, I'm glad to have heard that perspective. That probably helps females out here a little bit, not to be so apprehensive to approach. I got a question for the ladies. Do y'all approach men? I, I know uh, Mercedes, you said like you you have before, right? Yeah, I I have. I, Sort of, yeah. And the reason I say sort of is kind of like the person will pursue me first and I wait. And then I... So I guess it's kind of... I don't know. You come back with the counter. Like you wait a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, like if somebody either come in my inbox on Facebook and I've been interested and just didn't say anything. Or if it's somebody I met in person. 
and I just didn't hit him back up or something like that. And I'm interested. Yeah, I wait. Um, so for me, it it's kind of the same thing. Um, I start to think about, you know, will I see this person again? Um, if I'm out of town or if I'm at some type of event where I may never cross paths with this person again. And then I may speak, but normally it's like, I'll, I'll still wait, you know, put yourself in, in the line of sight. Um, and I've even watched, you know, Steve Harvey's tips, you know, kind of get away from your friends. That way the men aren't so intimidated to approach and things like that. And if that doesn't work, and if it's someone, you know, watching their vibe, making sure they're not, you know, in every other woman's face, wherever we are, then I may approach. I have before though. Yeah, he, you right about that getting away from your friends stuff though cause it's like oh man it's full of them and you by yourself you like man they about to make this is so difficult cause one of your homegirls ain't going for it the other one already like she ain't she you know she probably ain't paying attention then the other one just she just waiting for you to say something stupid so she can jump on your head like it just be yeah it's good to get away from your friends well I will say one thing I don't allow my friends to do that if I'm interested in somebody and I and I approach or he approaches me first or you see me seeing you or something like that and they and my homegirls notice it, I don't allow them to do that. I tell my homegirls to fall back. They have literally never interjected until maybe like it was an actual situation. Cause I'm not gonna I'm not gonna walk up on some dude trying to holler at them. I'm I'm just not gonna do it, so don't do it to me. I have don't get me wrong, I've had homegirls try. It's not how it works. I don't think that's fair to the man. Word. Indeed. Well, you know, any final words before we close out this episode of She Said, He Said in 2021, where women rule and ladies come first. You dig what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my final words is uh, true love is still alive out there. Just got to keep looking for it. For me, man, again, thank y'all for having me on. I mean, it was a pleasure. Peace, love, blessings, and black love still, still popping. Thank you, Eric. Thanks for stopping through. Indeed, indeed. My final right. would be you're only as good, or you know, only the five people closest to you influence you the most. So make sure you choose the right people to be in your circle. I'm thankful for Sin, who I've known since 2009 been my creative muse in some ways for over 10, 11, 12 years. Who's doing the damn thing in media and I'm proud of it. I see you. Thank it was a quick bit of support for me, no matter how stupid the idea has been. And she'll lead me the right way though. She'll give me a different way to do it. So, but still though, she's always been. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for pushing me in the direction of opportunity, whether it be movies, modeling and everything, because you know, part of our friendship, I didn't have that confidence. So I appreciate that. For sure. That concludes another episode of She Said, He Said, available now on the Modern Therapy Podcast Network, previously on the Urban Breakdown Podcast Network, but we thought it would get more attention and love on this side. Be well, be great. I should have fucked your friends. 
It would have been the best revenge for the fire that you started I'm trying to heal but it's a process They told me I should cut my losses But there's a stranger where my heart is And I'm sick with feeling like I deserve better And you're sick for everything you did to me It was a setup And that's a good fella you call me Karen Waking up to my Beretta If I blow your brains out, I I can guarantee that you'll forget I If I blow your brains out, I can kiss it better Kissing me, I'm the monster that you made Yeah, you made me Now I'm just like you, so don't complain Yeah, you made me Do the things you like, hoping you'd stay Okay